Hi, this is Nancy Sachs, and you are listening to Holistically Speaking. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about one of my very favorite subjects, which is homeopathy. Homeopathy is a very misunderstood modality of holistic medicine. Homeopathy is not herbal medicine. It is not a supplement. It is not food. It is not uh, flowers. It's a very special modality. And it's, it's actually its own modality of medical treatment or holistic treatment. It's really considered a system of medical treatment using natural substances according to the principles of, in quotations, like cures like. And that's what homeopathy means. Homeo and pathy means similar suffering. We consider, as homeopaths, we actually consider Western medicine as, and Western medical doctors as allopaths. And allopathic medicine means same suffering. So if you go to a Western medical doctor and you have a headache, they're going to prescribe something to make those symptoms go away. They're, gonna, uh, they're only looking to treat the symptoms, not the cause. In homeopathic medicine, or the modality of homeopathy, we're looking to treat the whole person and find out why you would have a headache. So it's a whole big system unto itself. It's actually this concept of like cures like, or substances that are found in nature having a medicinal effect on your body goes way back to Hindu writings in like roughly 3,000 years ago. And in fact, Hippocrates in ancient Greece was known to write about like cures like in the Latin. And it was basically rediscovered by a doctor named Samuel, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann in the late 1700s. And around the year 1800, he really coined it homeopathy and he honed it he honed it down to specific principles and the reason that it's so hard for people to grasp is it really is a very opposite type of uh, medical um, it, it's an op- opposite type of medicine and this the symptoms and the substances are quite opposite to what we're used to doing what dr. Hahnemann discovered was symptoms were at in his time when he was practicing medicine they were using uh, bloodletting with leeches and they were using very caustic substances and as a doctor having taken the hippocratic oath to do no harm he felt that this was not not a kosher kind of a medical practice he also happened to be a very brilliant linguist i believe he spoke eight or nine languages and he stumbled upon some medical text talking about the use of uh, cinchona, which is also known as quinine, for the use of malaria. And he didn't quite understand it. So being a scientist, he decided to take this substance, he drank some of it, and he it produced in his body the symptoms of malaria. And this was a very curious thing to him, so he researched it further. One of the things that he did was he started diluting this kind of toxic substance called cinchona or quinine. And once he started diluting this substance, 
the symptoms of malaria in his body went away. Researching it further, he came across all of these writings throughout time, thousands of years and hundreds of years, that doctors had referred to this like-cures-like method. Um, So what he really attempted to do was create substances from nature, from the mineral kingdom, the, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, that would have a healing effect on people and would be a gentle healing effect using their symptoms as the guide and treating the whole person. And also, one of the very most fundamental things about homeopathy is that you want to stimulate the body's uh, ability to correct itself. So we're trying to, instead of hitting somebody over the head with a medicine that just makes the symptom go away, we're trying to tap into that intelligence of each person's body and let this natural substance do its thing. So again, the homeopathic method attempts to match symptoms of a sick person with the description of the effects of a natural substance that has been diluted. Now I'm going to talk about the dilution effect a little bit because I think that's the other really confusing part for people. We are used to buying medicines and we want we want the real big guns. We want high strength medicine. And so if a little works, a lot is going to be even better. In homeopathy, it's the exact opposite. You're going to take a natural substance and dilute it with alcohol and water. So let's say you take the plant, um, uh, you, you take any plant in nature, or you take, um, like Arnica is a good example. A lot of people know about Arnica for bruising. Arnica is made with a plant called monk's hood. What they do is they take that plant and they turn the, they mash up the plant and they turn it into a tincture and that is known as the mother tincture. And the mother tincture is a straight up plant with maybe a little bit of alcohol. When you turn it into a homeopathic remedy, you would take nine parts of that mother tincture and add one part of alcohol and water and do a heavy shaking, which is known in homeopathy as succussion. With this wild shaking motion, you start to bring out the healing properties of the plant, and now you've diluted it to what's called a 1x. A 1x means that it's a 1 times 10 dilution, and you're using Roman numerals here. When you, take, when you have a 1x, you can actually dilute it further by taking one part of that tincture to nine parts of alcohol and water, shaking it, and now it's a 2x. Then you take, if you want to dilute it further, you take one part of of the 2x with nine parts of alcohol and water, shake it, and it becomes a 3x. This process can go on indefinitely. All of the x potencies are diluted by tens. It doesn't really mean much for you. The you, you, when you go to the the store, when you go to Whole Foods or, or your local health food store, you can find homeopathic remedies. They are totally safe and they're sold over the counter. They are FDA approved, and you can find them usually in the lower potencies, like a 12x, 6x. You can also find them in a potency called 30c or 12c. What that c stands for is centesimal or hundred in Roman numerals. 
when you are looking at remedies that are diluted by the hundreds, it's pretty much the same principle. You will take a tincture of, let's say, the arnica or the monk's hood. You use one part of the tincture to 99 parts of alcohol and water, and now you have a 1C. You'll take one part of that 1C to 99 parts of alcohol and water, shake it, and now you have a 2C. And on and on that goes until you have a 30C or a 200C. What makes this so different from Western medicine is that the higher the potency, the less the actual mother tincture is left over in this remedy. And this is where the confusion comes in for a lot of people. Okay, what do you mean this is totally diluted? How will it even have an effect in my body? Well, I always say we're, our bodies are a huge amount of water. I think we're 70, 80% water. This little remedy is going to go into your body. There all these homeopathic remedies are taken sublingually without any other food or water. So they basically go right into your bloodstream, right into your nervous system, and it will it is designed to stimulate your body to correct itself. It's a lot like throwing a pebble in a pond. It's a very little pebble, a big body of water, but you get a ripple effect. Same goes for the homeopathic remedy. You get this ripple effect of healing. And that healing transpires on your own terms. Homeopathy is a very holistic modality. It takes the whole person into consideration. It takes your your particular symptoms into consideration. What makes your what makes your symptoms better or worse? What makes you feel better or worse? Do you feel better with heat, with cold? I'm going to go into some examples of that in a little bit. But I just wanted to go back to this dilution process. So again, homeopathy is very opposite to allopathic medicine, where you, the higher the potency, the stronger it is. With homeopathy and homeopathic remedies, the higher the potency, the less substance is actually found in there. But however, when you take higher potencies of remedies, you do not find as much mother tincture, but they're considered more energetic. So in the health food stores, you will find lower potencies for more acute situations, like 6X, 6C, 12X, or 12C, 30X, or 30C. Very rarely will you find over-the-counter remedies that are 200C or higher. That usually has to be prescribed by a homeopathic physician or an integrative physician. Now, these homeopathic remedies are chosen by the symptoms. So if somebody comes in to see me and they have a headache, I'm going to ask them, is your headache better uh, lying down in a dark room? Is your headache worse from the bright lights? Is your headache, are, are you nauseous? Would, you know, everybody's got a different symptom picture. Some people actually don't mind the bright lights when they have a headache. Some people feel better with pressure on their head. Some people need to lie down and put a cold pack on their head. Some people need a heating pad. This is what makes homeopathy stand out. It's because it's so individualized. So in other words, if 10 people came to see me for headaches or even migraines, I could potentially be 
prescribing or offering 10 totally separate homeopathic remedies. So not only would I be offering a different remedy to each person, but also each remedy has its own set of symptoms that it can help or cure. For example, a lot of us know about Arnica. Arnica is great for bruising. And even these days, a lot of Western medical doctors are using Arnica post-surgery. But Arnica is great for a lot of other things as well, shock or trauma, uh, getting dental work, having your braces tightened, uh, vertigo, tinnitus, cough, uh, dry mouth. I mean, the list goes on and on. And in fact, when you look at the homeopathic materia medica, which is sort of the Bible of all the variety of homeopathic remedies, which there are about roughly 3,000 substances available that have been turned into homeopathic remedies. When you look at this Materia Medica or this Bible, you will see pages and pages of information written about each substance. And if we go back to Arnica, they'll talk a lot about how great of a remedy it is to give after a shock or an accident or a trauma. All of the homeopathic remedies are broken down by body, part, by your head, by your mind. So mental symptoms and emotional symptoms come, really come into play with homeopathic remedies, especially when you're treating more chronic issues. So you'll have your head, your mental emotional, your eyes, your throat, your chest, your limbs, your stomach, your, um, you know, and on and on it goes. So not only can you read a lot about what each substance will do and what it will help to heal as a homeopathic remedy, but that's also the way that a homeopathic practitioner will find the perfect remedy for you. They will refer to a book called The Homeopathic Medical Repertory. This book actually divides, uh, is divided up into different systems of the body like head, neck, eyes, stomach, ears, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what you are able to do as a homeopathic practitioner is look up each section of the body and get the particular modalities really fine-tuned. So again, I'm going to go back to this example of a headache. If somebody comes in with a headache, I'm going to ask a ton of questions as a homeopathic practitioner. Okay, what makes it better or worse? Is it better with heat, with cold, better lying down? Are you nauseous? Do you vomit? Does What part of the head does it actually hurt? The front of the head, the back of the head, the, the temples. These are all very, very crucial to know. And in the repertory, you're able to fine tune by, by going into it, going into the section of head, head pain, worse on the forehead, worse with light, um, better with cold application, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you don't have to get that complex because a lot of these homeopathic remedies are available over the counter for for particular acute things, acute remedy, uh, acute symptoms like cough, cold, headache, stomach ache, gas, acid reflux, a lot of very common things. And especially those little blue tubes made by Boron, they will even say on the little tube some of the acute conditions that they will help. It's just that that acute 
the, the acute conditions are only a, the tip of the iceberg because the homeopathic remedies have so much more healing potential than just for those that particular acute rem, uh, symptom. Some people do get confused because I might give them a homeopathic remedy that says on the tube that it's good for um, ear pain and they have arthritis. Well, lo and behold, one remedy will cover potentially ear pain and arthritis and headache and stomach pain and uh, insomnia. So as a homeopathic practitioner, I know which remedies to give, but they're very easy to just pick up over the counter for different acute situations. So these microdosed homeopathic remedies are taken under the tongue with a clean tongue. They're taken no, no food, no drink. And a lot of people also ask me about the fact that they've heard that you can't take mint, you can't drink coffee, you can't do a lot of different things with homeopathic remedies. When you're taking a low-potency homeopathic remedy for an acute situation and you're taking it daily or a couple times a day, you don't have to worry as much as if you were taking a higher potency less often. But it is true that you do want to avoid taking drinking coffee, especially right around taking the remedy. And if you really are a coffee drinker, just drink your coffee in the morning and wait an hour, and then you can have your homeopathic remedy. As far as mint toothpaste goes, these things like mint and coffee and camphor, they're supposedly going to nullify or neutralize the medicinal effect of the homeopathic remedy. And again, if you're taking a low potency often, you don't have to worry as much, but you will want to avoid taking the remedy anytime near the time you're using your mint toothpaste. If you want to be a purist and you're taking higher potency homeopathic remedies, then yes, do avoid coffee and mint if you can. And it, that can be a temporary thing. You can go back to it at some other point. But, um, or listen to the advice of your homeopathic practitioner. You know, Some people are much more strict about it than others. I happen to use a lot of homeopathy in my practice. And I will use combination homeopathic remedies, meaning that there are multiple remedies in these alcohol tinctures. And I don't get as concerned about mint and coffee with those multiple remedies because they're usually low potency. But when I'm giving a high potency, I will give stricter instructions. But again, that's, that's one of the things that makes homeopathy magical is it has such a healing effect in the body and it can last for so long that a substance like mint or coffee or camphor, which is a strong smelling or, or has a, a strong effect in the body, it will change the effect of that homeopathic remedy. So that's just food for thought. When you're choosing a potency, if you are going to the health food store and you've got a headache or some aches and pains or or you worked out too hard or you, you're getting some surgery and you wanna take uh, Arnica after the surgery, um, you can get a lot of advice from the people that work at that the health food stores or you can just look at these. There, there are books that you can refer to, and there are charts usually available near the homeopathic remedies that you can refer to, and you don't have to be as sophisticated. So it's nice because it's a, it's a modality that can be used by everybody, and it's safe for babies, it's safe for elderly, it's safe to take when you're pregnant, it's safe for men and women, young and old, and it's just nothing to be afraid of. And I've had in my practice 
where I've given a bottle of a homeopathic remedy to a mom whose baby is teething or to parents who who have kids with chronic ear infections and they want to get it off the antibiotic train and go more to a natural modality, which homeopathy is great for, by the way. Um, I've had little kids take a whole bottle of these little sugar pellets, the milk sugar pellets, where there's hundreds of pellets in the bottle, and they have no side effects. I mean, maybe they'll have a little loose stool or something for a day, but it is safe, no side effects. And you have the other camp of people that say, well, wait a second, how can this diluted substance that you take under your tongue have any effect in the body? This is just placebo. And there are people that really believe that. I believe there's been some scientific proof showing that homeopathic remedies work, but it's all very subjective. I've seen it work thousands of times over the last 30 years. I've seen it work um, personally in my home. I mean, when my son was very, very young, when he was teething, I would give him homeopathic chamomilla. And he would go from being very agitated and uncomfortable and crying to just very calm. I've seen it work immediately for stomach pain, ear pain. Ear pain is a crazy thing. I mean, I've seen it work for a busted eardrum where somebody was writhing in pain. I gave them a homeopathic remedy and just calmed them down right away. Um, Again, my son was about 10 years old and he had been swimming in the pool for a long time. He woke up in the middle of the night with his eardrum just pounding, bursting pain. And I gave him a, a homeopathic remedy. It calmed down the pain and he was able to go back to sleep. So I've seen it work instantaneously. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes you have to be a little more patient, especially when the condition is more chronic. If you've had arthritis for 10 years and you don't want to take over-the-counter, uh, you don't want to take Advil and, and all the painkillers and you know some of these stuff, some of these remedies are actually quite destructive to the stomach and the kidneys and the liver and you want to go a more natural route, you can use homeopathy in conjunction with your medication and wean off the meds. You can use homeopathy with other herbs, other supplements, um, arthritis supplements such as glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, collagen. But you can also use it by itself. However, if you've had the condition for a long time, you have to expect that it won't, it may not magically go away immediately. Sometimes it does, sometimes it takes longer. But the fact of the matter is, homeopathy can successfully be used with while you're taking medication. I have quite a few people in my practice that come in and they want to get off antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds. They don't like the side effects. I don't take people off their medicines. What I'll do, and my goal is to make them feel better so that they can eventually wean off and slowly get off the medication. Homeopathy is not contraindicated. You don't have to do one or the other. It's very, it's, it's highly acceptable to use homeopathic remedies, even while you're on prescription medications, plus on supplements and herbs. It really, it can work. Again, it's like throwing a pebble in the pond. It will have a ripple effect. It will have some sort of a positive effect. The only time I, I think it's unnecessary to take a homeopathic remedy or it may not work 
is if you're taking a very strong drug like a steroid or embryo, like a chemotherapy drug for autoimmune disease, or if you're taking um, acute, if you if you have an acute situation or a strep throat and you're taking antibiotics, you might want to wait until you're finished with the antibiotics before you take the homeopathic remedy. It still can work, but it may not. So it's really all subject to your your particular situation. And again, it's a very individualized medicine. It's a very individualized um, modality that that is not only medical, but it's also very creative. You're 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 trying to help the whole person, mental, emotional, physical, uh, lifestyle. And a lot of these homeopathic remedies can be chosen constitutionally as well as for acutes. So again, going back to the example of depression, if somebody comes in and they want to treat mental emotional symptoms, homeopathy is amazing. And as a matter of fact, one of the reasons I personally love homeopathy so much is because it really helped me with that very issue with depression, with actually suicidal depression. I what I came in to see a, a practitioner who was also a homeopath for other reasons. And the remedy she gave me, she spent a lot of time talking to me, oh, a good hour, hour and a half, asking me all kinds of questions about my background, how I grew up, what I ate, what I did, you know, how I handle stress, what makes this better, what makes that better, how I sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what I crave, do I crave sugar, do I crave salt, do I crave spicy food, do, am I irritable, do I get PMS, all of these different questions which seemed so unrelated to what I came in for. And lo and behold, she produced a homeopathic remedy for me that she called a constitutional remedy. And this constitutional remedy was going to deal with my acute hives and my acute stomach issues plus it was going to help me with my kind of long-standing depression. Well, it did, <laughs> and it was magical. It was just, from a, a well-being point of view, I hadn't felt that good in years. And this homeopathic remedy was called Nature Muriaticum, which is made from sodium, a simple salt, which is turned into homeopathic, a homeopathic remedy by diluting it and succussing it. I think I took a 200C, which is a higher potency, and it had such a profound effect. I had, I think, three doses total, and then I was supposed to use it again maybe once every month, and it it really did the trick. A lot of times somebody will come in, and although I'll want to give them a constitutional remedy, in homeopathy we consider peeling the layers of an onion to get to the healthy core a big part of what we're looking for as the cure. So I might need to treat some of the outer layers before I get to that deep inner core work. But it's such a beautiful modality because it can be used, like I said, both medically and scientifically, as well as creatively, by just asking the right questions and interviewing the patient on a deep level. If you're going to the health food store and you want to get something just for a bruise, you don't need to worry about any of that. And that's a, another part of the beauty of homeopathy is it's, it's easy access. Um, the remedies usually work for acutes and 
they're they're super safe for everybody in the family. Um, I'm also a big believer in having certain homeopathic remedies at home as part of a first aid kit. And I will do a completely separate podcast on homeopathy, how to use it for first aid and how to have it in your home. But in the meantime, there's so many things out there that you can access the information. So another big curious um, question that people have is, why are you using toxic substances? And some of the well-known homeopathic remedies that have a great affinity for curing fevers and, and stomach pain are things like belladonna, which yes, this plant in nature is a poison plant and it's part of the nightshade family, or arsenicum. Arsenicum is a, is a toxic metal or a, you know, a, a toxic substance found in nature, found in the earth. When you take, an, and another great remedy is, is lachesis, which is the venom from a poison snake called the Bushmaster. These are phenomenal remedies and they're known as polycrests. Polycrest remedies is a handful or, or a, dozen, a couple dozen remedies out of 3,000 that can be used for almost every symptom known. It, these these uh, couple dozen remedies cover most of the main acute things that you, that you might need and they would often be found in your homeopathic first aid kit at home. So belladonna, for example, great for fevers, great for a pounding headache, great for anything that's like red and angry. When you take belladonna, if you were to eat the plant in nature, you would have a poisonous reaction. You would have some sort of vomiting or if taken too much belladonna, it could even have a, a deadly effect. But again, we're gonna go back to that dilution and succussion that I talked about. Taking belladonna and turning it into a tincture from the plant is the mother tincture. We never use mother tincture in homeopathy. We're using only diluted substances. So you're going to take one part of the belladonna with nine parts of alcohol and water and shake it. And now that's a one X. Most people don't take belladonna in one X. They take it as a 12 C or 12 X or a 30 C. It has been diluted so many times that there's something called Avogadro's mathematical limit. And Avogadro's mathematical limit means that above a 12 C there are actually no molecules of the mother tincture left. So there's no poisonous effect. And in fact, this energetic effect that happens every time you dilute and shake the remedy, it actually becomes its own special substance. So the belladonna, the, the, the aspects of the plant of the belladonna that are healing are now expanded and the poisonous effect is diluted or it's nullified. So yes, there are some homeopathic remedies that are made from substances that when found in nature are toxic or poisonous. But because of this dilution process and Avogadro's mathematical limit, they are no longer poisonous and completely safe to take. I've given belladonna to um, a baby who's, who's got a high, high fever. The type of fever that you find with belladonna is very specific. Their skin is usually very dry, they're very red, the fever comes on suddenly, and they can also be a little bit listless. 
this is a belladonna type fever as opposed to another kind of a fever which I would give another homeopathic remedy for. Again, I'm going to go over some of these symptoms when we do in my podcast for acutes and first aid for homeopathy for first aid. But I want to get through this so that you have an idea and you can kind of visualize this little child with a, with a high fever, red, dry skin. So these substances that are toxic or poisonous in nature turned into homeopathic remedies. Once they're a homeopathic remedy, they're nothing to be afraid of. There's no way that these big health food stores would be selling belladonna if they were going to get customers coming in complaining of toxic effects. Again, homeopathy is so beautiful because there's really no side effects. Sometimes when you take a homeopathic remedy too much or, or you take a high dose or something like that, you can have what's called approving Approving is a lot different than a side effect. Approving means that you actually start exhibiting some of the symptoms that the homeopathic remedy was designed to treat. If that does happen, you just want to back off. As soon as you stop taking the homeopathic remedy, it's completely out of your system and the symptoms will go away. Again, you don't swallow a homeopathic remedy like a pill. You don't swallow it like a supplement. You don't take it like an herb. You're taking it sublingually. So it doesn't really linger in your system. It may have a lingering healing effect, but it has no toxic effects. So the minute you stop taking a homeopathic remedy, any symptoms or any proving effects will go away. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the most interesting things about how homeopathy was born is Dr. Hahnemann had taken that cinchona bark which is a poison nut. It's considered poison nut for malaria, and it produced the symptoms of malaria. He started diluting it, taking it. It made the symptoms go away, and as soon as he stopped the remedy, it was all done. So these symptoms will clear, and that's how, that's how amazing and deep homeopathic remedies can work. Now, some of the other factors of homeopathy is that in the, in the beginning of the century, around the year 1900, there were about 100 homeopathic hospitals and there was 22 colleges. But by 1950, most of these specific homeopathic hospitals had closed because of the American Medical Association. But there was a big resurgence, there a big renaissance of homeopathy starting in the 80s. Another very interesting fact is that homeopathy is the medicine of the queen. The royal family uses homeopathy, and they have a royal physician. Well, the, the, royal, the physician of the royal family is a homeopathic physician. It, so it, it's been revered, especially in Europe, for centuries. And you can go to any street corner in, in France, let's say, and go into the pharmacies there and find homeopathic remedies. As a matter of fact, the remedies that we use here are made from, usually from French companies. One is called Boron, B-O-I-R-O-N. There are some remedies made in England, and there, there's a wonderful company named Hahnemann um, Pharmacy in Berkeley who hand makes remedies, and I use a lot of their remedies. but. It's, it's just so interesting to understand that this modality has been around for hundreds and even thousands of years. 
So it's safe. It's effective. People have known about it. We, we had more homeopathic colleges and hospitals in this country, in the United States, in 1900 than we did Western colleges and Western hospitals. That's totally changed, of course, now. But um, just keep in mind that this, this has been around a long time. And hopefully it's a easy enough modality for you to grasp and to use for yourself, your family, your kids, and to feel good about it, to, to understand that it's safe and that it's very, very effective. Um, homeopathic remedies go by their Latin name, so don't get intimidated. A plant that you might know of as, let's say, for instance, um, uh, a bone knit. In nature, it's, it's bone knit, and it's called comfrey. You can make comfrey into a tea, and that's the herb's name. And in homeopathy, the Latin name for comfrey would be symphytum. So it's known by its name bone knit, it's known by comfrey, and it's known by symphytum. Again, it, it's not meant to be intimidating, but for all of these remedies to be very conforming, they try and use the Latin names. And you just kind of get used to it. Again, those homeopathic remedies that you would find in the health food store, they might, they might give you two or three conditions that it will help on the little tube. Headache, bruising, neck pain, arthritis, joint pain, stomach pain, gas, bloating. But each of these remedies is a, has a massive amount of other symptoms that it can help with. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. And if your condition that you're looking to help is not listed on the tube, don't let that deter you either. You might go into the health food store or go online or get a recommendation to take um, Arnica for a completely different reason than bruising. And if it's just because this condition is not listed on the tube doesn't mean it won't work. It really will. So have some fun with it. Understand that it, it's, it's a wonderful modality, very deep healing action for these remedies, totally safe to use. The kids love the little sugar pellets because they taste good, and most of the adults like it too, actually. And see how, how quickly it, it responds in your body. Sometimes it responds super quick, sometimes it takes a little longer, but have a little patience, have a little fun, and I was trained as a classical homeopath. In fact, my, the DHM, the initials after my name, stand for Doctorate in Homeopathic Medicine. So absolutely, if you have questions, I welcome your questions. You can email me at holisticallynancy at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer your questions. If you, if you want me to talk about a different subject, please put it in there. I'm happy to um, answer questions in one of my next podcasts as well. So thank you so much for joining me today on Holistically Speaking. Please tune in for another podcast on homeopathic remedies for first aid. That's coming soon. Have a great day. Thank you.